Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to The Television Archive, the show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved medium. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is Teen Titans. Today we will be discussing Season 3, Episode 9, titled The Beast Within. Uh, yet another great, great episode. Uh, and what's so interesting about this one is that not only is it a good little... Not only does it introduce an interesting character dilemma for Beast Boy. Not only does it introduce an interesting internal struggle for Beast Boy. But they also... Narratively speaking, they literally just did a creature feature. They literally just took this episode and said, let's do a classic creature feature within a children's superhero series. And they do it really well. Like, in terms of creature features, this is this is pretty great. It has all the stuff that you would want to see. All the interesting... Uh, monstrous grandstanding that you would like to see and it's really creepy and really fascinating uh has a lot to say about the human psyche in there like it's really really fantastic it's a very very exquisitely clever episode uh so we open on this fight with adonis and by the way adonis very very good filler villain because uh, he's literally just a dude who really wants to be stronger than everyone else, but he's a weakling. So he has this suit that makes him stronger than everyone else. And he just, like, takes joy in beating everyone up. Uh, he's basically a toxic masculine ideal gone wild. <laughs> That's basically Adonis. Uh, and he... It, it's very fun to just watch him thrash around people and be an asshole... Uh, we'll see him a couple times throughout this series, and he always uh, is pretty solid. Uh, but we get this opening sequence. It's a great fight sequence. Really good action. Uh, very fun to watch. Very exhilarating. And it ends with Beast Boy just thrashing this dude mercilessly. Just beating on him and beating on him and beating on him and beating on him to no end. And this fight ends with Beast Boy shoving Adonis against this vat of chemicals, which spill over both of them. And then as soon as this happens, as soon as these chemicals splash over Beast Boy, immediately we see this huge personality shift. 
And we get an extended sequence where Beast Boy is just an asshole. Uh, he's stealing Robin's breakfast, which contains entirely meat. He ate ham and eggs. He's a vegetarian, damn it. Uh, but there's that. He threw a controller and scratched Cyborg because he lost a game. Uh, he's exercising a bunch. Uh, he's being super sexist towards Starfire. Like, literally, he says, No, you can't watch TV. You can't watch your favorite show. Now be a good girl and get me another root beer. Like, I don't... Uh, I I hate I hate I hate I hate I hate <laughs> I hate seeing Beast Boy be a sexist pig. It just hurts my soul. It really does. And he also has this big standoff with Raven, where he almost just beats the shit out of her. <laughs> like he comes very very close to throwing punches. But basically, we see this angry. Primal rage version of Beast Boy. Uh, primal anger. Primal... What's the word I'm looking for? Basically an unrefined version of Beast Boy where all the inhibitors are off. He just goes wild. And all of his... All of the worst traits that you can imagine come out. All the worst things that you dare not think, let alone act upon, like, just at the bottom of the subconscious, at the very, very bottom of the personality. This caring, happy-go-lucky, completely innocent, uh, wonderful human being just gets turned into literally the exact opposite. Uh, it's almost as if... It's almost as if Beast Boy has a ratio of good to bad. And I feel like every human, actually, like has a ratio of good qualities to bad qualities. Just in, like Just numbers inside their head that constitute a moral compass. Obviously, it's more complicated than that, but I'm simplifying it for uh, the purposes of this discussion. It's almost as if that ratio got entirely flipped. So let's say he's like 99% a good dude and 1% a piece of shit. He then became 99% a piece of shit and 1% a good dude. If that makes sense. But all of this is a precursor. All of this is nothing compared... To the thing Beast Boy is becoming. Because at this moment when Beast Boy is like really mad because the Titans called him out on his bullshit. And is just smashing up his room. He transforms into this giant monster thing. He like goes full werewolf basically. Becomes a freaking chupacabra or some shit. Raven goes to check on him. He emerges from his room all scary-like. Uh, there are screams. Raven and Beast Boy are gone. 
And so we get this great little searching sequence where all the other Titans are like, okay, we got two Titans missing. No explanation. We need to find Raven. We need to find Beast Boy. They find both of them. And Raven is in Beast Boy's teeth. Not looking good. They're able to save Raven. They have this fight with Beast Boy. Uh, eventually, they neutralize him and they have him restrained in the Titans' like little medical room in the tower's medical room. Uh, Raven's unconscious because she's healing herself, and Beast Boy is just kind of. We we get this great moment where Beast Boy is just bouncing back and forth between the two personalities. Uh, the personality that he himself has, the Beast Boy we know and love, and this personality, this alternate persona that has developed with the with the rise of this creature. And we do get an explanation, like, okay, chemicals, changing DNA, uh, something's gone wrong here, So... As this is happening, we get Beast Boy going, What uh, what, what did I do? What, well, I, I would never... Uh, I, I would never do this. I would never hurt Raven. We had a fight, but I never would hurt her. And then immediately he'd go to, Shut up! You're lying! Full of shit! I would, I would never... I would never do this. I hate everything! Like, just sort of... He's having, like, this little crisis... Inter- it, it, bleh, I can't talk. This internal crisis around just disassociating himself from whatever the hell he's become. Uh, and we get this third act. Beast Boy transforms again. The Titans chase him after he escapes. Raven wakes up, says, wait, 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 wait. No, 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 no. Beast Boy did not hurt me. He saved me. And then we find out, at this moment, there's another creature. And we get this epic throwdown between Beast Boy and this other creature. Uh, And it's so great. It's such a magnificent action sequence. It's so, so good. It's amazing. It's like Godzilla versus Kong level shit. (laughs) It's like... Kaiju versus Kaiju level bullshit. It's so, so good. It's so awesome to see. So satisfying. Beast Boy is able to take down this other creature who is then revealed to be Adonis. And actually, when you rewatch that fight sequence between Beast Boy creature and Adonis creature, you can kind of see. Like, that that's obviously Adonis, because the facial expressions and the way he fights are very Adonis-esque. Like, if you pay very close attention to how Adonis is in the opening sequence and how this creature is in the third act, like, it's perfect. It's They gave all the visual clues and no one noticed. Uh, It's so, so good. But that third act happens. Cyborg is able to whip up an antidote. Everything's fine. Beast Boy is back to his normal self. Uh, but Beast Boy has a chat with Raven and is actually kind of terrified. He hates what he became 
when he was under the influence of that creature. And he does say that that creature is still inside of him. He still feels it there. And Raven basically says, yeah, good. That creature saved my life. I mean, yeah, like, you're not yourself when you're that. There is a ridiculous amount of anger, and there's a ridiculous amount of toxicity that surrounds it. That creature is a part of you, but knowing when to let it out, that is what makes you you. And honestly, I'm not sure if this was the intent. I'm not sure if they intended to have this be a commentary on, like... Toxic masculinity or whatever. But that's how I absolutely view it in the modern day. Uh, In the era of Me Too and all that. Like, this is literally Raven saying, like... Hey, you get those impulses of... Being a piece of shit. Being an asshole. Lashing out in anger. uh, Being a toxic prick. All of these negative emotions. But... You being able to hold back and say, no, that's bad. You being able to put your brain out in front and say, no, 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 don't do this, not okay. Like, the the fact that it's there isn't the problem. It's whether or not you act on that negative impulse. And I say it's toxic masculinity. I think everyone deals with this to some degree. Men and women uh, of all colors and creeds and all that. I feel like everyone has a toxic prick on the inside. I think everyone has that. And whether or not you're a good person is not whether or not that exists. Because everyone has it, it's whether or not you act on it. Whether or not you prioritize those negative impulses. Like, that's how you be a good person. And that's what makes Beast Boy, Beast Boy. Because he's a good dude. He's the purest of pure. And he's not the purest of pure because he didn't have this monster looking inside him all along. Because, as this ending spells out, he did. And he always will have that lurking inside him. But what makes him the purest of pure, what makes him the best person, is that he doesn't act on it. He knows enough, has enough of a moral compass to say, all of that, bad. Throwing controllers, scratching cyborg, bad. Stealing Robin's breakfast, bad. Being an asshole to everyone in general, bad. Uh, Being... The textbook definition of sexist, misogynistic prick towards Starfire. Bad. He knows all that bad, and he makes a conscious effort every day to bury that deep inside of him. But of course, that anger, that primal rage, was useful when he needed it most. It's a constant balancing act. Morality is not you're a good person or you're not. Morality is a constant balancing act. 
uh, trying to have enough of a moral compass to understand what's right in the moment. What's right in this particular scenario? How do I best handle this situation on this second of this minute of this hour on this day? And just going from there. Like, there's a lot of... (laughs) This episode, I I talked about it being, like, a creature feature. And it is a creature feature. But it's also, like, weirdly philosophical. (laughs) Like, the fact that I just had, like, a good place-esque philosophical monologue (laughs) in talking about Teen Titans. That really does speak to the brilliance of this episode. It's so great. Uh, And I... Love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. It is a great episode. Uh, anyway, if you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as we go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcast or app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's simple as just to push up a button on the Anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark. Pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Uh, on Monday, we will be discussing Season 3, Episode 10, Talk you